0: This is the Dear Warren podcast.
1: Adjusting and re-recording. It's like falling
0: <laughs> to the hello,
1: hello. Uh, welcome to <laughs> welcome to Dear Warren podcast. I'm joined by my lovely wife Jessica.
0: Heidi, ho neighbor,
1: and uh, we have this second episode of Warren's announced Table. Usually we do stories, principles, parables, and lessons to pass down to Warren. We usually do the uh, one-on-one kind of like discussion format. But if you listen to the last one, what we like to do is put on something in the background. In this case, WWE weekly episode of NXT for November 1st. Mm-hmm. And as the event is going on, um, we kind of do a play-by-play. We just try to have some fun. Like if something cool like happens, we'll we'll acknowledge it but um usually you know they got a lot of like filler stuff so we just talk about like kind of like what's going on and uh this is uh, another take of what we're attempting to do because uh old uh, daddy eck is a little moody today isn't he
0: oh yes you are why are you moody hun
1: oh well you know there was a a, a certain event that happened yesterday on october 31st and i'm not talking about the lack of trick-or-treaters that (laughs) came to our home uh but we'll quickly go over that the freaking lack of trick-or-treaters due to what
0: oh well there's a couple of concepts that are now not things that we had when we were kids there's trunker treating, which I would liken to lazy child treating with oh. parents having to do less work.
1: Oh, those are strong words. I know. Coming from us and until we actually do trunker treating. <laughs> we're like, this is the
0: greatest thing ever. mean I don't need to go anywhere. I can just open my trunk and poorly can you, decorate you Can you explain
1: it? to, because I actually mentioned trunker treating to some of my coworkers today. And actually a few of them were like, wait, what is that?
0: What? Yeah. So trunker treating, as I it's been explained to me. And passed down from my father's and my father's father's. No, uh, friends of ours have a daycare and, uh, their daycare <laughs> is doing trunk or treating, which basically means you drive your car in a circle. And you open your trunks, and they're like little Halloween Wait, is the Wait, tru-
1: are they still driving, and they got to run after no. the car? You just said they... <laughs> See, that
0: would, make it, that would make it so much cooler than it actually is, in my opinion. Like Their little legs. Like they G- can, they r- can barely keep up with the parents. Run faster, Jimmy. Next year, you won't be, you know, an apple. You'll be a banana. Keep running. Um, no. They, they although, park their cars in a circle. They do park their cars in a circle, and you know, or an oval, or a, across from each other. I don't know. And you dress up your trunk dior- diorama style and you basically people trick or treat people kids trick or treat from trunk to trunk so it's like
1: they fill the trunks with the treats
0: correct so it's like ooh a piece of candy walk 3 feet ooh a piece of candy
1: parent yeah. parent approved uh candy Because apparently what happened that you said that they had to start doing it?
0: I mean, I feel like there's a couple of different things that, you know, I'm sure under the guise of safety. And yes, is it safer to walk from trunk to trunk? Sure. Uh, You know, I think it's twofold. Obviously, one, I guess they're assuming that the parents won't poison the candy, which apparently through Internet research, because the Internet never lies, stems from one guy in the 90s poisoning his son. For insurance money on Halloween, and apparently no other kid has ever been poisoned ever. I don't know that I believe that. Listen,
1: Warren. Listen, listen. <laughs> if you need money, just ask. Just ask your dad. Ask your mom. I'm gonna say no, but at the same time, just you don't need to poison anyone to get money. That's no. the that's the that's the lesson of the story. And I think the other lesson was that uh, uh, there there are parents that intentionally poison, unfortunately, their kids. But then what was the other one?
0: We're not those parents, Warren. Don't we're, worry. We're not. Uh, you know, I think also just getting... Oh, getting hit by cars, I think, was number two. Like,
1: if but, but but the other type of uh, things that you can do to candy.
0: Uh, Okay. So, good story. In daycare today, I walk in. There's like a little, you know, room between the doors so that they can buzz you in. And they have sort of all these alerts or, or papers that you can read as parents while you're signing the kid in and out. And, you know... The latest flyer for yesterday for Halloween was, you know, beware of marijuana edibles because your kids could accidentally eat edibles if someone accidentally gave it to them.
1: Now you have the job, since you mentioned it, of explaining marijuana to Warren.
0: Go. Oh, that's not hard at all. (laughs) Um, Have you ever played Super Mario Brothers? Oh. And you know where there's... Is, is Yoshi a dinosaur?
1: I believe so. I don't know where you're going with this, but keep going. This is going to be amazing.
0: So Yoshi has a saddle. You can ride a dinosaur. Also, you can eat mushrooms to get bigger and smaller. Granted, <laughs> mushrooms are another drug that we'll go over. Um, we'll first read Alice in Wonderland, and then we can move on to Mario Brothers. Um, and there are, you know, clouds that talk to you or electrocute you or throw shells what do the clouds do
1: the third one but actually I think at
0: some point they do talk I don't but keep going this is great so drugs are like that I didn't say
1: drugs I said marijuana Oh,
0: marijuana <laughs> <laughs> marijuana I didn't, I didn't,
1: yeah. And you try to use Warner Brothers to explain all the drugs.
0: <laughs> I got pretty far. I think I could you keep did. going. Uh, when you you know when you have you know you get the speed boost and you run really fast. Oh
1: yeah, what is that, hun? Is that
0: coffee? <laughs> <laughs> that could be coffee. That could be coffee. Um, I feel like I feel like when you go to like the Star World, it has to be like some DMT ayahuasca stuff some there. Some psychedelics. Some psychedelics. Now you're LSD, gonna have to Molly. explain
1: every single one. of Oh, anyway. Your, your mom tried her best. Drugs, exp-
0: drugs are bad. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> despite my description of them, drugs are really bad. Don't do them, sweetheart. Okay. Uh, oh,
1: in, in any case, there is one drug in there called marijuana. And to go with the story of trick or treating, mm, go ahead.
0: So marijuana <laughs> is a, don't laugh at me. It's a mind altering substance. Uh, so apparently, so you can put this drug, ooh, excuse me, put this drug in many forms <laughs> <laughs> you can smoke this drug. You can. Don't... Why are you giving him a... I
1: just to explain it. Don't give him a tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: this is not gonna sound any better. Yes, you can make put the drugs in food. Go <laughs> on. And can all right. <laughs> you. <laughs> you can make. You can get candy drugs.
1: Yes. Edibles. They're known as edibles. You can you can eat this, basically.
0: Because you can make, uh, like... You, <laughs> you don't have to explain how it gets in there. You can
1: just tell the story of why there's drunk or treating. <laughs> Dude, this. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. You got to do it. I know you're crying, but you got to <laughs> do it. Come on.
0: So. What
1: was the story that you also read on the internet? <laughs>
0: You could, like people that were really high would accidentally give kids their gummy bears that were mar- marijuana gummy bears. <laughs> Did you slip an H in there? Ah, there's no H. Unless you go with the Spanish Juan uh, uh, pronunciation. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, South American uh, marijuana. Um, yes. So that's why there's trunker treaters.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So, long story short, some guy got a little too high. Probably there's rumors, or maybe it's an urban legend. That it has
0: to be an urban legend. That they,
1: that they slipped, uh, you know, a package of gummy bears in there, and uh, this kid probably ingested, you know, the standard amount of gummy What, like, you e- eat gummy bears, about what, a handful? Just like, boop And he probably was contemplating life for the next couple of days.
0: Oh, my goodness. I don't actually think it happened, but if it did, that... Would be really not funny at all. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, so that
1: was one out of three factors. Of why we didn't get that many trick or treaters? One point five is obviously obviously because well, they opened po- the door and they <laughs> saw you cracking up thinking well, about. Well, after this podcast,
0: we're not getting oh. any.
1: Okay, all right. Number two reason.
0: No, we said, we said poison, drugs. <laughs> no, 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 no. And getting hit by cars. Oh,
1: number two reason. Remember you said they closed off specific. Oh, oh.
0: yeah. So in our town, um, I'm sure like I would say most towns, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, our neighbors have lived in this town for God awful, like 50 years. So I went over there and they were also complaining about the lack of trick or treaters. And they had said that the town blocks off a street or uh, you know a bunch of streets t- for people to go safe trick-or-treating uh, so you don't have to worry about car traffic or anything like that so um that is where most of the kids apparently go it's hopping uh or so to speak uh so then you know obviously if you can go someplace where it's easy uh, for candy pickings why come to the outskirts of the town where we are to go trick-or-treating especially because if you looked around none of our neighbors have decorations
1: that is very true um, you went above and beyond. Well, well, I won't. Maybe not above and beyond because we saw some. There are still some crazy oh, ones. We have like those uh, those inflatable, movable dragons. hmm And um, and the other factor is that we kind of live on like like outlayers. We're we're kind of like on 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 the edge.
0: We're by two fairly main roads too, which yeah. doesn't really uh, make it easy for or safe really mm-hmm. for trick or treaters, especially if you're not you know invisible clothing.
1: Is that was was that the third reason? I don't a location, know. maybe I think that maybe so. that was the I think third was. reason. So we had like a total of what? How many trick or treaters?
0: I would say less than ten, and you know because I overbought. I mean, it's like when you have a party, you don't want there to be not enough food. When you buy for Halloween, you always buy. Everyone can agree, like way more candy that you need. Whether you do that intentionally so you can eat the leftovers, or you do it because God forbid you shouldn't have any, you'd like hide underneath the couch with the lights turned off. Uh, So, yeah, I was like, at this point, you know, I realized we weren't getting a lot. And I was like, just take a couple. And like, some kids would like take one and like look at me. And I'm like, no, you can take more. Two, take more. Three. But then you (coughs) get other kids who are like, oh, you said a couple? Whoosh.
1: Took like seven.
0: Well, to be fair, I did kind of make it seem like.
1: Were they even in Halloween costumes? Usually they they just come in like you know.
0: They, they were. I mean, I feel like some of the older ones later in the night, you know, have like masks and that's it. I mean, some people are really stingy about that stuff. Mm. They could be doing much worse things. Please take my candy if it means mm. that like you're going to stay a child gonna, for longer. That yeah. you're not
1: going to vandal, start vandalizing things or setting leaves on fire like some vandals that what we have What a the delinquent. Park,
0: who you know? would do that? Um, <clears throat> to be fair, all of them had like a parent that was, you know, down the path and they all said thank you. So that was a good indicator. Um, so we didn't really have any sort of like I don't know. Delinquents like leave burning, burning delinquents or anything.
1: Speaking of delinquents, the first match, uh, Nikki Cross won via t he he, which what? is a variation off the DDT. <laughs> but since she's, you know, she plays the crazy sanity chick or whatever role that she plays, they mm. they give her the t he he. So, and then uh, it looks like we have a match between Johnny Gargano and I saw. The, the, the Titan Tron, it says Fabian Eichner, who was one of the competitors in the Cruiserweight Classic, and he did actually pretty well. He's oh, a pretty okay. athletic guy. Very nice. At least I think so. that's what it is. So, you know, you pro wrestling fact checkers out there can feel free to, uh, you know, shoot me down.
0: He looks like Mr. Clean.
1: It is uh, what is it like a gener- like if you had to play the video game, which by the way did not come out for Nintendo Switch until much later.
0: I'm so mad about that. I keep seeing screenshots online of like 2K18, like Asuka mm. versus Nikki Cross in Aww. the game, and I'm like, oh come on.
1: But back to Fabian Eichner and the generic looking model. It's it's uh, there's a create a wrestler mode. No, otherwise known as a C A W or a Caw, mm. and the, the joke would be like he looks like Caw number two. Oh, really? You know, it's
0: like the second one always doesn't have hair because the first one always does. Something
1: like that, but oh. he just looks like your generic. Like, all right, there's nothing like distinguishing about it as like, oh, if you think of like a Hulk Hogan, oh, you remember like the red, the the, the red and yellow, and the and the mullet and the mustache and and all that Do stuff. Do you this- think
0: that's on purpose? What do you mean? Meaning this look where it's like, because he's kind of playing a, a worker in a way, it seems. Yeah,
1: it could be. It could be like, you know, they speci- they would specifically dress down a guy to like, alright, you don't have this, you don't have a fancy getup. Try to sell, sell yourself to the crowd. See if you can um, become popular, be liked or be hated through your actions and your words as opposed to what you're wearing or how you look.
0: Mm, fair enough. Sort of the generic, generic go look.
1: In any case, the moody, moodiness, I. By the way, I got to thank you for that laugh. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, um, kind of shifting gears, uh, the, the, the moody, moody daddy um, in this case, uh, other than the event of Halloween and the travesty of us getting uh, the, the few um, mm. trick-or-treaters, uh, the other thing that happened was uh, we live, you know, fairly close to the city, and there was a uh, tragedy.
0: Yeah, terrorist, terrorist attack.
1: Terrorist attack in uh, New York City. And um, basically, it was, um, I would say that I'm obviously biased as far as like my mood towards it, because it, since it was in lower Manhattan from where I work, I can look outside the window and look across the river and I, I could actually see all the police lights and mm-hmm. the police cars all there. So it's um, figuratively and literally um, hitting too close to home, so.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I, you know, I think you should give yourself probably a little bit more credit. You say you're biased. I don't think anybody would feel good about anything that had happened or anybody would you know not feel the same way being this close to the city i mean i know terrorist attacks are felt countrywide um i think particularly we're sensitive to it and we're sensitive to that part of new york city because that was very close to world trade center as well yes so i think you know people couldn't you couldn't get out of your mind that that was in the same area and it's the same community that was you know Sixteen years later, 7th? September
1: eleventh of one yep. Yeah,
0: so sixteen years later, uh, you know, <laughs> feeling something like that, like that again, although on a smaller scale, but still significant. Of course, any loss of life is significant.
1: And we also had like personal stake in it because our parents also work in the city. Even though, uh, you could classify it as you know where where my dad works would be like lower middle Manhattan, which is you know not lower Manhattan where everything took place. It's still I, te- I texted him. You saw that. I mm-hmm. texted him, and he took his sweet-ass time answering me, <laughs> saying, oh, uh, what did he say? He said, like, oh, thanks for worrying. I am fine.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> can oh, imagine your dad, dad saying Jesus Christ. that. Christ. Uh, yeah, I mean, your dad works in the city right where I used to work in the city. My dad works in the city. You know, you're right across from the city. So you do, as, you know, kids, we grew up in this area, you do, you know, identify yourself as looking across the river or you know, being very much in New York City. So whether it be lower, mid, upper, flat iron, you know, Gramercy to Battery Park to Upper West Side, Lower East Side, you know, Koreatown, Chinatown, uh, you do get the sense of all New York is always all New York. Um, And you really, since this, you know, it's not that large of a place. I mean, the difference between, you know, that that area and, you know, the area your dad is in, I mean, it could be like, a 10-minute subway ride, you know, depending if you're on the express line, or, you know, it could be like a half-hour bike ride. It's not it's not like it's hours and hours away, or it's not like mm. you can't see it. You, you can always see it. It's right there.
1: That was the crazy thing, yeah. being able to literally look at... I, I remember I was sitting there with some coworkers and we were doing some discussion or working on some code. And uh, in this day and age, when... Um, at tragedies or attacks like this happen. It's instant as far as the reporting of it. Of and course. literally sitting there and I was helping my friend debug some code. And one of the other coworkers just, um, just goes, there has been an attack and we're like, Hey, wait, what? And, and it's in lower Manhattan. And then, um, my other coworker was like, we can probably see that if we look out the window right now. And that's exactly what we did. As soon as it was reported, or when we found out, we just walked right over to the window, and you saw it—those mm-hmm. lights—and so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Not interesting is probably not the right word. I mean, within the day of social media, or in the day of sort of instant communication, um, there's a lot of benefits to that. There's obviously a lot of—I um, wouldn't say disadvantages, but there's a lot of things about that that could be difficult. Um, you know, misinformation, misreporting, panic—you know uh, inaccurate reporting, you know, the police and law enforcement have to sort of decipher through, um, a lot, of, a lot of that a little bit more. And um, to,
1: and to semi hijack what you're talking about right now, apologies mm, is, sorry. uh, along with that, uh, a bunch of people weighing in with their agendas or their ideologies or what, sh- what they think should be done or how it should have happened or how it should be reported.
0: Yeah. You know, Like I said, maybe I'm naive and I'm trying really hard lately to assume the best in people or assume always assume positive intent. And I don't think people who immediately do the my thoughts and prayers or, you know, they do, uh, you know, this will push this ideology or this politics or this policy or this, you know, feeling about a group of people or not a group of people or religion or not a religion. And um, I think people are dealing with it the best that they feel they can. I feel like they think they're doing something good by contributing to the conversation in that way. Obviously, there are people that we can see that, you know, it's just questionable out the gate that they're using this to fuel, you know, something that's not in the spirit of what happened or in honor of the people who lost their lives um, and things of that nature. You know, I always want to assume positive intent, but it can be really hard, especially with, you know, such a decisive political climate, such a decisive, Um, divisive divisive sorry divisive divisive, um split (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, climate it's it's hard it's hard to do that for sure
1: didn't you have something that when when we were originally like kind of like just mentioning it something about mr rogers
0: yeah mr rogers uh his he's quoted as saying that his mother told him and it's something that i always try to think about because it does kind of make me feel a little bit better in terms of just not as fearful of situations is that, you know, always look, you know, at the people that are helping. Like anytime there's a tragedy, anytime there's a catastrophe, an emergency, you know, there are always people helping. Look for the people helping, you know, always find them. So um, I think that is something that, you know, I don't think it's unique to us as Americans, but I do think that it's something that everybody can be proud of that, you know, our first responders and our neighbors run run to the tragedy to help and you know, we all don't run away from it. When I was, you know, watching the news yesterday in like the five o'clock news, early evening, getting dinner for Warren ready. There was the, the village in the city downtown has a Halloween parade. So they were asking them, are you going to keep the Halloween parade on? And they said, yeah, we are. It was, you know, we weren't sure there was a discussion to be had, but if we don't have it, they win the terror wins, right? Um, And they said, we're going to just figure out a way and then we feel by having the parade and dancing and celebrating, um, we will honor those that had lost their lives, the eight people that had lost their lives um, and we will just dance for them and we will just, you know, figure out how to tribute to them in a positive way uh, to not let sort of the terror disrupt the fun or the activities that were planned because that, they feel is in many respects the terrorist goal right to stop you in your tracks to make you afraid to go out in public to make You afraid of large crowds. It's just the beginning So if we give that to them <coughs> Or in this Excuse case me. give that to the one person who thinks they're part of a them um, Or maybe they are part of a them. Um We let them win. So
1: It's a beautiful message. That's why I love you. <laughs> That's why you're Warren's mom being the positive uh, Or assuming the positive atten- intent as you did well, yeah. I got uh, Like I said I'm the, the the yang to your yin. as you know. As I said, I'm, I'm a little biased. I was a little moody and biased, and leads to a little bit of anger, you know. Mm-hmm. As the as the moody daddy in this case, you know, there there is a as I said, since it since it hit so close to home that, that emotions did run high, and I I admit it, and I admit that because when when you get angry, then it clouds your judgment, and then mm-hmm. I don't always make the best decisions, or how to approach something with either you know rationale or trying to look at things objectively or in your case even be able to turn around to positive intent and so maybe there is something to be said of like all right yeah there's it's a warren it's 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 okay to be angry right Mm -hmm. but at the same time don't let that drive everything which is why you know i was Spent today like just trying to the the other question that I I, I think Warren would, would ask like why would anyone do that? Why would anyone do any? Ty- uh, types of these acts and your daddy's still trying to figure it out mm-hmm. Daddy's trying to listen to a lot of people that are a lot smarter than he is and have spent their lives, you know uh, researching or studying history and human behavior and And uh, if we want to draw a little bit of since in the spirit of Warren's announce table Let's see if daddy can work out this thing with a a little bit of professional wrestling and try to relate relate to it because you know, why not do something really really difficult to do (laughs) on this podcast as I said, if we're not pushing then We're not learning. So, uh, let's see, professional wrestling. It's the ever uh, Never-ending battle between good and evil, Mm -hmm. right? Good guys versus bad guys Is usually the story that they that they tell um, but you sometimes see the, the good guys turn into bad guys. You do. You, uh, they, what do they call them? A heel turn. Mm-hmm. Right? Who, who have we seen over the... Who have you remembered... Turning, turning uh, into a bad guy well, the or, rock? or bad person. Yeah, The Rock yeah. turned
0: into a bad guy. Well,
1: he was actually a bad guy first. and Then he turned to a good guy, and then he turned to a bad guy, and yes, then he the, t-
0: the double, the triple, <laughs> the quadruple. He'll turn.
1: Uh, big Show is known for constantly, like oh, at the beginning goodness. of the show, being a bad guy, and then the middle of the show being a good guy, and then by the end of the show being a bad guy again. Yep. <laughs> but when they tell the stories right, of just like someone uh, uh, like changing their character and when, when the story is told right the whole crowd is either in shock or they're or they're uh, um, um, Applauding very mm-hmm. well uh, For a very well kind of like thought-out transition between you know good and evil and one of them and the more popular stars Like a uh, still and cold Steve Austin or the Rock as you said mm-hmm. You remember them turning from good to bad to good to bad to good to bad. So it's like why don't you just choose one? well and it's just how like probably that's just how people see themselves as like they sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad but
0: yeah i mean i I think that what the benefit of professional wrestling is that you can see the point you can see the the progress right you can see the transition from bad to good or good to bad and you can see and identify that tipping point that made someone go from good to bad The difficult part of injustices and tragedies and, you know, just bad things that happen in the world is you don't see that. Mm -hmm. You don't see the line that was crossed. You don't see the transition from good to bad or bad to good. You don't have the benefit of that insight, nor is that maybe story always there to Mm -hmm. begin with. Right. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, you know, as much as we can invest into law enforcement, as much as we can invest into background checks, as much we can invest into, you know, systemic things that are supposed to help weed out. People that would do harm to other people whether it be on a a wider scale like a terrorist attack or on a smaller scale about someone You know killing somebody else in the street You know sometimes you just don't won't know and that's really hard. It is really to accept
1: It is really hard to accept but I I think the the other uh, Constant again bringing it back to professional wrestling is that when you see someone like the rock and he is a good guy Mm -hmm. especially after turning a bunch of times or you see um, um, and a a Stone Cold Steve Austin even though you know he like you know you're not supposed to be flipping off your boss and kicking him in the nuts and then pouring Mm -hmm. beer on him and you just know at any point he could snap people love there's there's something to be said about someone who is um, you know their capacity for evil or you know their capacity for doing quote bad things Mm -hmm. But they they choose to still be the hero, Mm -hmm. it as opposed to being naively good or naively bad. I think, I, I I, I guess the lesson is is that as 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 your moody daddy was saying, he he was angry. You Mm -hmm. know, when you are angry, you you think negative thoughts, and it's it's okay to think those thoughts. It's another thing to keep following that negativity and right. to keep following that path of quote you know in, in this case for professional wrestling go keep doing bad guy things as you said there, there's a bunch of it doesn't it doesn't just it's not an instant heel turn mm-hmm. people don't uh, 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 especially when they tell the story they don't just instantly flip them if they do people boo it because it makes no sense of just like instantly flipping something you right. there's seeds you see it they have to take steps and it goes the other way as well, too, even when they turn from a bad guy to a good guy. There's like steps you take where you are either going away from good. Or steps that you're taking, going from bad. I'm semi-babbling right here. As I said, I'm I'm still working out this idea.
0: I think what you're saying too is that you know the road to anger leads you nowhere, right? Eventually.
1: Well, it does lead you somewhere.
0: Well, it leads you more anger. It it leads you. It's
1: it's. You could say it's a road to. Especially, it's one thing if you follow down a path where you are suffering. It's another where you follow down the path where not only are you suffering, but you want
0: other people to suffer. suffer. And I mean, lead you nowhere as in like, not that it leads you nowhere, it leads you nowhere good, (laughs) I guess is where I'm saying is that the feeling of anger is not one that can be squelched very easily. You know, anger turns into how do you get rid of the anger through revenge? And then, you know, it becomes a larger conversation about, you know, little, little anger things that you happen in Mm -hmm. your everyday life to, to larger anger things with the capacity for evil and um, things of that nature. But I think in one hand, like you said, you were, you're, in a bad, you know, in a moody mood and that you're angry. Warren, you never have to apologize for being angry. You're allowed to be angry. What you have to know is that you can't be angry forever or that hmm. you can't just get more and more angry, 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 angry. And they all of a sudden for things to just be better at the end of anger. So if you, I think there's, there's, A point in time for anger anger is part of the healing process anger is part of the communication process however note that anger in and of itself will never serve you better that eventually that anger has to be dealt with turned into something channeled in some way to heal you because anger that's why they say anger just eats away at you Mm. because it does there's nothing nothing at the end of the anger down sort of the negative spectrum of anger there's nothing down there for you. You have to kind of be angry. Don't apologize for being angry, but know that that anger won't last forever. Don't let it last forever because it'll just turn you into a monster or make you, you know, feel worse and worse.
1: It turns into the, um, like your own personal, like hell, Mm -hmm. you know, because as you said, it, it, it steps like you start angry and then like you, you take another step you take another step and <clears throat> just that example yesterday it was you could you could hypothesize that it was a series of steps taken where it led to the point of not only as we said like suffer whatever the the attacker was suffering but also to the point where said attacker wanted to spread that suffering to others
0: right and i think when you mentioned earlier about the capacity for evil um and i know you've been re- re- doing a lot of reading on you know various historical tragedies
1: but trying to understand it mm-hmm. you know what i mean because I, I think it gets dismissed too much i think people just say that person m- just must be crazy you know and, mm-hmm. it, and it's and it's a it's a little dismissive it's a little bit too dismissive of just how <sighs> Like I like I I think I was working out the idea before of that oh if you're crazy it's just something you can't like control or it's just like this random thing it's like one off that that any normal person will never ever do that you know what right. I mean right Any
0: person devoid of mental illness could never yeah. would never
1: yeah
0: and, and, and if history it, teaches us anything it might teach us depending on your interpretation of it that the average person is. Person does have a capacity for distinct evil, um, they just don't recognize it, or they don't know it unless they're put in a situation. Or they situation. try to
1: like dismiss it, like, "Oh no, there's no way I can be bad." Or, but anyway, speaking of evil, mm. sanity is on. <laughs> well, here's a perfect example, though. These guys, um, sanity, they're a tag team. They kind of dress like uh, what are those Borderland characters? What are you? What are you I do know them? what you would call like them. Kind of like Mad Max, mm-hmm. like. Um, Uh, apocalyptic leather jacket
0: like fallout las vegas yeah Yeah. there
1: you go and they they act that way they snarl they 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 scream they have they have like a kind of like a psychotic like personality and they, they, they try to present themselves that way and the crowd loves them they do at first they use like gang tactics at first they were bad guys at first they just jumped a lot of people but then through the course of their actions and through the the selection of their opponents they showed, I don't know if it's heroic qualities. They just didn't show, you know, bad guy qualities. They didn't, they weren't cheating as much. They weren't, I don't know. But in any case, these guys, they get cheered over these guys, authors of
0: pain. Yeah, what I always what I always liken them to the Super Nintendo, what is it, Bebop and Rocksteady, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're just like... they're. I think they're... I don't know if they're actually twins. They look like twins, which is probably the point, but I don't think they are. No, they're not twins, but they're just, you know, massive sort of... Uh, Polynesian, would it be? Like tattoos mm-hmm. and like...
1: They're big boys, isla- definitely. Like Island
0: Pacific, like brazen, tan. And their to- names
1: are... What is, they have the names on their vests. It was Akam and Rezar. Not yeah. Razor. Rezar.
0: Rezar.
1: And they're more like a, a, a powerhouse team. Like they... When they won the titles, they they have a move called the super collider, mm. where they pick them up. The, the 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 It's like a double power bomb. But before they power bomb their opponents, they like clink them in midair, kind of like you would clink or like a glass. teacup, right? Yeah, but they would just collide their uh, opponents' like back upper backs or even their heads against each other, and then bam. But in any case, this is an example of. Sanity, as I said, is an example of one where you know that they're crazy or they were supposed to be like bad guys. But now, like, it's it's a little more fun to cheer them because, you know, they can be like a little crazy at the same time. But they choose to kind of stay the good guy route or they're presented as the good guy route.
0: Well, I think also, too, you know, considering wrestling is not the real world. Sorry to break it to y'all. Uh <laughs> They do have a different, (laughs) they do, they do have a different, like they have a very distinct shtick and they're also part of a, how many of them are there? Four or five? Four. Four. So most tag teams are two people and the only same two people. And you only see those two people. So sanity kind of has a, I don't know, a A rotating, a rotating cast, a contingent of sort of this, you know, Bundy esque family or Manson family type. Lunatic where you got, you mm-hmm. know, the little girl you got you know a bunch of guys you got a really big fat guy You got a smaller skinny guy and you don't know what you're gonna get mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the appeal is like who from sanity is going to come out now who from sanity is going to wrestle um, And I think that helps them.
1: Oh, absolutely it, it keeps them like fresh as opposed to like the same two guys over and over and over again
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I hadn't seen have we seen authors of pain in a while? Um, I feel like I haven't seen them in a while, but I also fall asleep a lot.
1: I was about to say, I think last week during the main event, you fell asleep. And at the end of the show, like Authors of Pain came out to uh, jump sanity.
0: Sounds about right.
1: So we can always tell when an NXT episode is holding Jess's attention. Um, because if by midway or a quarter of the way through has been like the record, if, if it's a relatively boring show, uh, Jess will fall asleep on the show.
0: I I will it's we it the couch is really comfortable
1: and it does serve as it's serving right now it serves as background noise and uh kind of like a background activity a little something passive as we do the um the podcast it's due diligence
0: yeah and speaking of passive one of the reasons why I fall asleep is Warren we're trying to get rid of the pacifier oh yes out of your mouth when you're sleeping because it's a pain in the neck and I want your teeth to not be as messed up as Mommy's were when she was a kid, so... Oh. I had really bad teeth as a kid.
1: Was that from... Is, is that from a pacifier?
0: I don't, I don't think so. I think I had other issues, too, but I did... I didn't have a pacifier as a kid. I had a, a teddy bear that uh, was, like, you know, baby's first teddy bear or whatever. Uh, I had a music box in it, and I used to take the ear of the teddy bear and suck my thumb and the ear at the same time for, like...
1: Don't give Warren any ideas,
0: huh? You're not getting a teddy bear, kid.
1: You, are, you already started with marijuana, then you moved on to <laughs> the shrooms, you know. Now you're now you're telling him how to mess up his teeth. Well, the poor- Come on, Daddy's trying to tell him about good and evil. <laughs> trying to raise him right. Here you are trying to mess up his teeth and get him high. Come on.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Best intentions see? are paved in, what, There's, something? city,
1: you, you got to go the more natural route. Professional wrestling. <laughs> Guys running around in underwear, making ugly faces, beating the crap out of each other. Every once in a while, you get the uh, the, the, the women that come out as, as well, too. And they hit moves such as the tee-hee-hee.
0: And, and that is the safer option, apparently, mm-hmm. than what I'm proposing. What am I proposing?
1: Uh, um, gummy bears poisoning your kids and uh, screwing up their teeth.
0: Ah, Wonderful. Wonderful.
1: And not in that order either, so.
0: So. Go <laughs> on. Not in that order. So, Warren, if you could, you know, maybe if you traveled to the future and heard this but still came back to the past, could you just give mommy and daddy a little bit easier with the pacifier there?
1: Wait, say that again. Did you just insert time travel into this podcast? Did I just do
0: a Flashpoint or a Rick and Morty I alternate dimension?
1: Let's say it again, and I will judge you. So, what did you say?
0: Warren, if you ever were to time hop to the future. Okay. And then could make a decision change looking back, give mommy and daddy an easier time with the whole weeding off the pacifier thing. Okay. And like, just don't cry in the middle of the night every night for the past week.
1: I feel there are many other things he could possibly do that can benefit us as well as society if he's able to time hop. But yeah, if he wants to time hop just to come back and, you know, not your, not use your, his pacifier.
0: Your mother would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And um, interestingly enough, they are—they do commercial breaks during, a you know, like a network thing. I don't know. Do they do that for NHL Network or anything like that? I'm not sure. Maybe they do. Oh, like the but red in any zone. Case, the commercial is for uh, WWE 2K18, which I think we were talking about previously as, uh, the, you know, the cause and the creator wrestlers and bald guys.
0: So I have a couple of issues with the marketing of this one.
1: Here we go. Marketing Jess. So go.
0: 2K18, they did a bunch of uh, teaser trailers, like long teaser trailers where basically it was kind of like Seth Rollins burning a museum of all the memorabilia of all the wrestlers and like um, uh, what's Kurt Angle like coming to find him or whatever, whatever. But now they've flipped their marketing that the the game is out to like this re- really weird like, I'm wrestlers in a room Uh and it kind of departed entirely from the storyline you know, you wanted to know what happened And uh, does those seem like the same story to you? It seems like it was two different branding of the 2k 18 or maybe one was just pre-orders and one was it?
1: I think this is your over analytical marketing mind trying to make sense of WWE marketing which you have to remember they're pushing guys in underwear fighting each other
0: and y- Yes <laughs> I want to know what happened to the original storyline, <laughs> unless there wasn't. It was just pre-order, like, let's put, you know, these two characters that you can get if you pre-order and, and, the, and a different storyline. You're story talking line.
1: about the same company that didn't have anything for an Emma and had to let her go, Well, you know?
0: Yes, I get that. I mean, she did steal the iPad from Walmart, which that was, was apparently ago. an accident. Years ago. Right. She had
1: plenty of time to, and, and she bounced back from that. She, she came did. back, became, uh, you know, evil Emma. Mm-hmm. With the sunglasses and, and, and the gloves. She
0: had a great match at, what was it, Survivor? No, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs.
1: Yeah, she had a decent match in, in, in uh, against her Asuka. opening against Oscar, But for whatever reason, I guess they just didn't have anything else for her.
0: Well, I'm sure there's <clears> a <throat> lot of things that we don't know about. Of course. We're not a Meltzer or anything. We, li-
1: we like to try and uh, pretend that we know a lot about like wrestling. I do. But um, at the end of the day, I really don't. So.
0: And I think also, too, as, as big of a production as they are and, you know, as big of a company as they are, they still are relatively small, employee-wise. see that? Yeah, it's pretty. Double boot to the face. Or boot to each other to the face. Kind of like those UFC double knockouts, where it's like, I punch you, you punch me at the same time, we both get knocked out, and the ref goes, "Whoa."
1: But what they do in WWE is that they play a, a, a much safer style. Much safer style, meaning that they... Uh, try to like really keep the shots to the head to a minimum so you don't see moves such as like the pile driver or like chair shots to the head especially with the recent uh you know as i was uh discussing with ben on the previous podcast we got deep into uh cte Mm -hmm. and uh the effects of blows to the head and concussions
0: but i wonder too i think For for WWE, it it is obviously they have the wellness policy. It's a concerted effort to display safety or, or, you know, make their wrestlers safer, which is also benefits them monetarily monetarily because they don't have as many injured wrestlers. Mm -hmm. However, let's not be fooled in the Mm. indies. They still do headshots. I mean, most of these these guys careers are in the indies where all that stuff is still encouraged.
1: And that's why I said WWE style mm-hmm. as opposed to indie style. So indie is basically anything that's non-WWE. Uh, since WWE is mainstream, since WWE has a is a public public stock uh,
0: publicly traded publicly company.
1: traded company. Thank you. You can see I've taken too many shots to the head. Um, the indies have to differentiate themselves as much as possible from what uh, WWE does. They and obviously. With WWE, they have the network. They've got just seemingly uh, unlimited resources. they got the highest production value. And so what independents have to do is that they have to try and make it up with just sheer wrestling. And in a way, it's exciting because they'll do moves that they won't do because it's they're deemed unsafe. You'll see a lot more shots to the head. You'll see guys get dropped on their upper neck area or, or on the back of their heads a lot more for the sake of trying to stand out. But, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing because, uh, Ben did bring up the term of like data driven sports. So in WWE, and especially in professional wrestling, we're now just kind of starting to see what the long-term effects of, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years in the industry, 20 years in the industry, 30 years in the industry. What kind of like matches did you have? So with all of that being said, you know, it could lead to, that's why you don't see moves such as the burning hammer or Mm -hmm. something. You guys can YouTube that if you want to see one of the sickest moves, both, Sick as in, like, awesome, but also sick as in, like, oh, God, like... Oh, it gives you that feeling it, in the pit of
0: makes, your stomach when you see it.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's basically a move where, like, the drop on the head is not controlled, and it's just basically all your weight coming, crashing down uh, onto your head. So, in any case, as you were mentioning, yeah, a lot of independents do a little more of a faster, high-risk, uh, a lot more physically intense type mm-hmm. of style and it's cool if you know you're you're into that but you know with with the recent you know research that came out it's kind of like do i really want <sighs>
0: it's difficult to justify yeah. for entertainment purposes certain actions now you know and i don't know what's going to happen with football and in that re- yeah go ahead.
1: speaking of face to heel turns roderick strong has been in NXT for a while now, and he's always been a good guy. Uh Uh-oh. And now this heel bad guy faction called Undisputed has come out, and there's three of them. And it looks like Roderick Strong is wearing an Undisputed armband.
0: Is he going to do a heel turn?
1: Is he going to do a heel turn, or is he going to pretend that he's doing a heel turn and then
0: Did they Did they offer him to be on their team? Is that why he has the armband?
1: Yes. So we're going to see right now... The line of good and
0: evil. I don't think he's going to do it. Nope. Oh, look at that. You were right. I know. He stays a good guy. My boy, Roderick. No way. See? But he was. he's still outnumbered. He is still
1: outnumbered. So a- let's see who comes out to uh, save him.
0: Let's see. We'll let, we'll
1: let a little bit of the audio go here because we've been running our yaps all <laughs> all night.
0: So is AOP technically faces?
1: Oh, my goodness. So what you're seeing is probably a uh, a double turn. So you get to see Roderick Strong stay a good guy, and then not only that, you probably see the authors of
0: oh, Ooh.
1: William Regal. He's the general manager. So the interesting thing about professional wrestling is that it's uh, it's not just a wrestling show. It's a sh- it's it's a show about a wrestling show. Yeah, that's true. So. So if everything just went according to order, it would just be like a normal like sporting event. But what they like to show is like all the backstage shenanigans and and the and matches that were supposed to happen but they get interfered with. So here's one aspect of the exposition and the storytelling that they do.
0: Mm-hmm. That I, I think you're gonna do a three three-way, three way. Three three way? Triple What's threat? What's a three three way? Three triple threat through way? <laughs> three teams. What?
1: Two rings. What? These three teams will be in two rings. In one cage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Three teams, two rings. I'm only repeating
1: what he's saying, people. I'm not...
0: War War games. games. I don't know what that is. Have you ever seen that?
1: That is an old school WCW uh, style um, event where they actually do have two rings inside a steel cage and like they move back and forth in between the two rings because it's that many wrestlers
0: that's kind of crazy i've
1: actually never seen a war games like from uh start to finish except on the wwe network which you can get for
0: 9.99 <laughs>
1: <laughs> pay us WWE. yeah where's
0: my sponsorship money guys anyway
1: we'll have to go back in the library And look at some old WCW, like, pay-per-views and see what a War Games is. It's
0: going to be really exciting, actually. It sounds gimmicky, which I love.
1: (laughs) And it is is definitely a gimmicky match because, as we said, it's not one, but
0: two rings. And not only that, it's inside a steel cage. No, it's three teams, two rings, one cage. But then how do pinfalls work? Is it like you got to pinfall them in one ring, then the other ring, double ring, first pinfall in any ring?
1: It's your best guess at this point.
0: <laughs> like yeah.
1: I said, I got we, we got to go back in the network and probably like pull uh, the uh, the matches up to try and see what's going on. But um, there you go, Warren. See, sometimes the good guys do stay as good guys, mm-hmm. even though they're tempted to be uh, to go to the bad uh, bad guy side. Mm-hmm. So,
0: <laughs> yep.
1: In any case, how was the rest of your Halloween?
0: It was good. It was good. We uh, warned you were a pirate. Yes. Called Captain Stinkers. I think you named him that. No, it's on the it's on the hat. It's Captain Stinky or something. Uh, But it's on his little. uh, You were all dolled up, and you know, we went to one neighbor's house, and then (sighs) got you out of it. That was a glorious
1: shirt he had on. Oh, it was very much like a very
0: Prince ruffly white. Mm -hmm. A satin shirt Some striped pants And a belt buckle You were styling kid Uh, To be fair Dad wanted you to be The pirate Mm. I wanted you to be A lobster Mm -hmm. Dad won So Warren You gotta see There's gonna be things Called compromises In your relationships (laughs) This was one I gave dad Because it wasn't Worth the fight
1: How did we arrive At the underwater theme I forgot
0: Because I think I just wanted him To be a lobster Or like a food item Because he was a baby And tiny So you could like Eat him and I could also put him in a pot and take a picture.
1: That's what you were looking forward to. Yes. You didn't care what costume he had on. You just wanted to put him into a pot for the pictures to and the internet points. To be fair, he right? could have
0: been a corn on the cob. It wouldn't have mattered.
1: <sighs> oh, my God. I would have said yes to a corn on the cob.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that.
1: Corn on the cob. We can make him
0: fruit of the loom, some grapes.
1: We went to a Halloween party, and uh, one of our friends was a banana.
0: He was. Yeah. He was. A dentist that was a banana. <laughs> exactly. But no one knew he was a
1: dentist. I you know? did
0: because he's our friend. Well, because yes. he's our friend
1: and you knew his profession is a dentist. Correct. It's not like he dressed up in a dentist costume and then got and then into put a banana. A, yes.
0: Yes. That is true. That is true. Um, but apparently he wanted to be a banana. I wanted to be Pikachu, but I wasn't. And you, who did you end up being? I ended up being Becky Lynch.
1: From WWE.
0: From WWE. Modified, obviously. I think Mm -hmm. if if you're ever going to do a wig for Halloween, like, you got to do it right. Since I was not prepared to do a right wig, I did not do a wig. So, but everything else.
1: And then your grumpy dad decided to uh, continue his uh, grumpiness and his, uh, you know, embracing of the dark side. Yeah. And then I uh, broke out uh, once again. I I was that, like, I was Darth Maul, like, years ago.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But this was an upgraded Darth Maul. It was. Because you actually got me like a proper. Now, was that an actual Star Wars tunic or it was just generic tunic?
0: It was just generic tunic.
1: That's badass. That's what it looked like.
0: Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Amazon does a lot for that kind of stuff. But it was just a regular tunic. And it looked, you know, Jedi-ish. And then the rest is history.
1: And then uh, the face paint took about half an hour. Yep. And I, as I said, 10 minutes of ten minutes of it was me like crying <laughs> and you saying, stop crying because you were getting near my eyes or into my eyes. You
0: get a little twitchy when hands go near your face.
1: Not just the face, it's the eyes. I mean, you think we'll, we'll what do you think Warren will be next year?
0: I don't, I mean, he'll be what, two? We can be whatever we want him to Very be. Very close to two. He's still not old enough to make a decision. <laughs> so...
1: You know, you know what I saw was when we when Mikey had his costume, which was the link mm-hmm. from Zelda, a very nice I told you, your sister that was an
0: amazing costume.
1: And not only that, but like a legit Hylian shield. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? How do you how do you dress a three-year-old up that good and then like
0: You don't. I mean that's why you gotta start off shitty. You don't yes. you just gotta start off with like, here's a cardboard box, let's throw like a face on it. You're a ghost. Ooh. And then, like, by the time they're, like, eight or nine or maybe even older, it's, like, then you get them things that they can actually...
1: Do you remember your first few Halloween costumes?
0: Ooh, I think I do have pictures, although not super, super little, but I was a witch.
1: The one that you were that you voluntarily did, not that your oh, parents dressed you up voluntarily as.
0: Voluntarily, I was a ninja. No way. Like, after I had started martial arts, I wanted to be a ninja. I don't think I was
1: a ninja. I think I was a I was a karate kid. Okay. I had the white gi and the... All right. Yeah.
0: I had, like, a white like in red, like full length outfit with like mm-hmm. the mummy type mat, you know, where it's like the slit for your eyes, like ninja style. Um, I I was that. It was the first time I remember choosing.
1: Second grade, I remember my mom made me a costume, made both my sister and I a costume. Oh yeah? I was a king and, and and my sister was a queen or princess or whatever it was.
0: How were the costumes?
1: Pretty good. They They did not hold up well to the wind, but they were pretty good. All right. It was made out of like like uh, not tissue paper. What what what's that thing that it's like? It's fuzzy, but it's felt? like thin. Maybe
0: it's not felt. Isn't thin though. No, not really.
1: Maybe it was, but it, but in any case, was, thank you, mom. Well, that yeah, was, are I mean, you gonna make? Are you, are you ever gonna make a costume? <laughs> oh, why are you laughing?
0: Uh, sewing is not my strong suit. Oh,
1: I can attest to this.
0: Uh, I do have a sewing machine. I've never used it. Well, actually, no. Oh, no, you're you're
1: good at stitching things up. It's just that just don't go anywhere near our son with an exacto knife.
0: Yeah, we'll be That's good. All. So, uh, quick story: when I first met your dad, one of the first like outings we had had, right? You asked me to get the tag. The tag and his shirt was bothering him, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, I'll get it. Like I have an exacto knife. I can just quickly like cut off the tag."
1: And I was thinking, like, I can just rip this off, but, huh? That exacto knife looks pretty exact, so she can get like a, a, a much nice, cleaner cut on it, and I don't have to worry about, you know, little straggly threads scratching me in the back of the neck.
0: And I cut a hole in Dad's shirt. <laughs> and he stayed with me. Here we are, what, 11, 12, 13 years later? It worked.
1: Wasn't it also within that first week, like, um, I had cauliflower ear?
0: Oh, we were a mess, hon.
1: And, um... I had to drain my ear. And then after I did, after a training session, my my coach at the time told me, all right, now you got to hold your ear mm-hmm. in order for like to, after you drain it in order for it to like heal and properly set. And I'm like, I got a date tonight. He goes, well, you know, you could tape it. I, and I didn't have any tape. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm just holding my ear. So then I visit you to, at, at, uh, to pick you up and I knock at the door and you open the door and you're like... Why are you holding your ear? Yeah. And I just kind of went, well, oh, I drained my ear. I got to hold it. And then you just went, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Any, I feel like anybody else would have been like, had more questions. But I was like, mm, okay, you got hit in the ear. Your ear swelled up. You, do, you wrestle or you do jujitsu and uh, you're going to hold it for the rest of the night. okay? And
1: I literally held it for the We just walked around. It, it just kind of looked like... Um, Maybe, especially if you were like standing to the right side of me, it just looked like you were nagging me and I was just trying to like ignore you.
0: Oh, stop it.
1: <laughs> but luckily I stayed uh, on your right side. So every time you talk, dude.
0: <laughs> and now you just do it, but no ear holding is, is needed, right? You've you've uh, mastered the art of the self muting. What's that? Exactly. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Well, in any case, I think we've hit about an hour here, which I think... Uh, Suits very well, especially for an episode of Warren's announced Table. Went a little all over the place. Got a little serious, got a little silly. And once again, as always, we all appreciate you, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Hope you had some fun. Hope you had a good time. Welcome new listeners. And thank you to all the old ones. I think we're close to 600 downloads.
0: I know. Do you want to say anything? No, just thank you. I mean, I I think we've gotten a lot of... Good feedback, and, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited sort of to interview the village that is Warren's extended family. There is that quote that it takes a village, and I think it does, and we have quite a large village to pull from. And uh, we're excited to, you know, continue to bring people in our lives on. And, um, no, it's just awesome, and uh, we're just going to keep on keeping on.
1: Subscribe if you haven't. And I don't know, do we want to, like, solicit things like, ooh, email us or comment us with, like, ideas or guest ideas or i don't know
0: i don't know i mean i guess we can but like you can't comment on like the apps and i would i would much rather people listen than like take the time out like if it's between you listening or Mm. like finding us on a network to comment please just listen
1: yeah
0: uh but yeah i mean of course if you want to send us a dear warren podcast at gmail.com you have any questions or or the facebook page we have facebook we have instagram you know i think you maybe can comment on Podbean, but um totally not a priority but please you know or just pull
1: me aside When you see me.
0: Yeah. Text me.
1: Since we have like dozens and dozens of listeners that are basically, I see you every day or every other day or something like that.
0: So anyway, thank you everyone. We love you guys. Thank you. Have a great night.